0: You're listening to Titans Time, the tailor-made podcast for all Tennessee Titans fans. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Titans Time. I'm your host, Tanner Staggs, joining me, as always, my co-host, Tyler Staggs. We have an exciting show today. We are going to look at some of the Titans rookies and discuss some of the positional battles that they could get themselves into going into training camp and a little further into the preseason. If you missed our last episode, make sure that you go ahead and check it out. We went ahead and talked about Isaiah Wilson and the positional battle that he could find himself in with Dennis Kelly. So, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast and you are not subscribed, make sure that you go ahead and subscribe and that you share the podcast with friends. Uh, We love to see the podcast grow. Uh, This is something that we really enjoy doing. So, we love to see the numbers grow week by week as we post more episodes. Uh, So, Tyler, let's go ahead and get right into it. Uh, First, I want to talk about Christian Fulton and I think that he could potentially get into a, a positional battle with Jonathan Joseph for that third cornerback spot behind Dory Jackson and Malcolm Butler. Uh, do you have another cornerback in mind? Do you think that Fulton kind of has that position locked down already? Um, what are your thoughts?
1: I think that Fulton already has the third cornerback spot locked down. The reason I say that is the Titans you know, drafted – him in the second round like we've talked about many times and I'm pretty sure everyone's seen but he's a first round talent and I just don't see them putting him on the bench as you know like the fourth corner yes they did bring in the veteran Jonathan Joseph but I think that is exactly what he's going to be is the veteran and he's just going to be giving advice to the young Christian Fulton kind of like Malcolm Butler can do, and Adoree Jackson.
0: Well, um, you know, here's my thing about Jonathan Joseph. Uh, he's 36 years old, and he was drafted by the Bengals in 2006. He spent a few seasons with them, and since then, he's been with the division rival Houston Texans. He's played 200 games during his career. So, like you said. He's a veteran. He's been there, done that. I mean, 36 years old is very old, especially for a cornerback in the NFL. Uh, he has 31 career interceptions. This is one of Mike Vrabel's guys that he had when he was in charge of the Houston defense. And as we know, Mike Vrabel loves his guy, his guys, you know, and we he likes to keep familiar faces around. But can Joseph be the number three cornerback with a rookie, a young guy that's more athletic like Christian Fulton on the roster? I personally don't think so. I don't think that Fulton already has the position locked up necessarily because we haven't seen him play an NFL snap. But I do think that with how teams are trending towards more of the Kansas City-style offense with faster receivers that the Tennessee Titans are going to want to go with a Christian Fulton who is a little more athletic and is a bit faster. Now, don't get me wrong. Jonathan Joseph, you know, when he first came into the league and throughout his career, he was a fast cornerback. And I do believe that he still is fast. But at 36 years old, I do think that he's going to have lost a step or two. Um, So, yes, I do think that Christian Fulton will be that number three corner. Uh, But I do want to make one point. I don't think that necessarily just because they're they're number four on the depth chart – means that, you know, they're necessarily benched because obviously, you know, the Titans do like to keep at least three corners on the field and sometimes can occasionally bring a fourth or bring some more defensive backs on the field as needed. Right,
1: but, but obviously that third cornerback is gonna, gonna be, be the
0: first one off. And it, and, right. and the they're Titans gonna be do like to play more with time. Three at all times for the majority you know, the majority of the time they like to have three corners on the field. But PFF had Fulton as their second-ranked cornerback going into the draft, and that's partly because of the SEC competition that he played in college and also because he played 537 cover snaps um, in pass coverage, and he only gave up 31 receptions. To me, Christian Fulton is a dark horse for Defensive Rookie of the Year. So, um, you know, I do agree with you that Christian Fulton will have that third – position on the depth chart at cornerback locked up. Uh, don't necessarily think that he already has it. I do think that he needs to come in and prove himself, but, um, this one is going to be a little more interesting. I'm going to move on and talk about Laurel Murchison, the Titans fifth round pick, uh, defensive tackle out of NC state. Uh, I want to hear what you have to say about Murchison and some potential players that he could be, you know, fighting for their spot once it comes time for preseason.
1: I really don't know just a whole lot about Murchison. Uh, I went back and looked at just some of his senior year stats at North Carolina State. He finished the year with 48 total tackles. He split them 24 solo, 24 assisted, had 12 tackles for loss, and seven sacks. So he seems like he is good at disrupting plays in the backfield, getting back after the quarterback, and stopping plays behind the line of scrimmage. Looking at the players on the Titans roster, the person that he will be competing for a spot against is Isaiah Mack. And looking back at last season uh, for Mack, he had one and a half sacks, Eight total tackles. He also split his total tackles, four solo, four assisted, and had one tackle for loss. Obviously, when you transition to the NFL, there's a big speed difference. Everyone's bigger, stronger, faster. So Murchison's stats may not necessarily, what he done in his senior year, may not correlate to his rookie season. But I believe it's going to come down to a position battle between him and Mac on that depth chart.
0: I think you're right about uh, who's going to be competing for that spot, and I think it could even be a starting position if they don't get Jadavion Clowney there on the defensive line. One thing about Isaiah Mack's stats is, you know, when you come into the NFL and you're a late-round draft pick or you're undrafted like Isaiah Mack was, you're not going to play that many snaps, so you really have to make, make a difference in the snaps that you do play. And I feel like that Isaiah Mack did a good job of that. He really, you know, put up statistics whenever he got into the game and he really made a difference when he got into the game. He was able to, like I said, to produce with only a small amount of playing time. And, you know, he was a really good pickup as an undrafted free agent. Uh, The Titans missed on some of their later round draft picks uh, in last year's draft. So it was kind of refreshing to have Isaiah Mack as an undrafted free agent come in and be a good developmental player and add some good depth there on the defensive line. From what I can see, uh, he's he's good at using his hands to get past the offensive linemen and put pressure on the quarterback. Uh, honestly, I don't know how strong he is in the run game, but you know, like you said, he was able to get one and a half sacks uh, last season. So, and and that was in a limited playing time. So he was able to put some pressure on the quarterback, and he, he makes impact. Uh, on a lot of plays that you don't see on the stat sheet. I mean, he really disrupts things.
1: Right. That's what I was actually about to throw out there was me going over these stats, just saying he had one and a half sacks. That doesn't speak for everything he can do on the field. He can be a guy who, while he may not have many stats showing up, he may be in the backfield disrupting plays, causing running backs to make cutbacks where they, when they're Don't not want ready to, to. come back to right but i think it's going to be a good battle between these two for you know the you know maybe a starting spot or the second string you know whatever rotational somewhere.
0: piece um whatever they might be uh one thing i want to throw out murchison and mac are they're both really similar in size and which is kind of interesting because i thought that murchison was kind of undersized a little bit they're both about to and to 295, 295, to you know, 300, yeah, somewhere, around, somewhere around that range. I don't necessarily know how I feel about that because I thought that Murchison was a little bit undersized and I would have liked for him to be a bit bigger. Um, but, of course, uh, as you know, Jeffrey Simmons is working on slimming down uh, in preparation for the season. He wants to be a bit closer to, you know, the... 305 to 310 range. So maybe and, that is a good place to be in.
1: And we still have Daquan Jones, you know, at 6'4, 322.
0: Exactly. So we've got some big pieces there on the defensive line. Um, and from what I can see, Isaiah Mack is strong. I mean, he can really uh, push around even some some guards that are a bit bigger, uh, even some bigger offensive linemen. You know, he's able to push them around and kind of just do whatever he wants with them. But M- Murchison. Uh, I think that the Titans, I don't want to you know, discount him or anything like that. Uh, I think the Titans got a good value uh, on him in the fifth round. I don't think that he's going to come in and make a huge impact immediately. Uh, he's going to be a good depth addition in year one, especially with Casey gone. It's good that we added him. I feel like he'll rotate in and he'll get his fair share of snaps. But ultimately, I think he's going to be behind Mac for the majority of the season.
1: I have to agree. I think that he's a really good depth piece and I think that Mac is going to be ahead of him
0: and with you know I really really like the Titans ability to develop defensive linemen so with Mac having a full season to develop with these coaches um, and especially Mike Vrabel because I think that he does a really good job he even gets you know as you can see on videos on Twitter and stuff he gets down with the linemen and you know goes one-on-one against them just like he's a player Uh, And he's big enough to do that and, you know, still plenty strong enough to do that. Um, So he's, he's a player's coach and um, I really like Mike Grable, but anyways, that's, that's, another podcast for another day just his ability to coach these players I think that that is going to give Mack an advantage and obviously having a year in the NFL is going to give him an advantage over Murchison but uh I think that we're going to see a much improved Isaiah Mack and you know we we already know that Isaiah Mack is capable of uh playing good football so I would expect to see him above Murchison on the depth chart. so anyways Tyler what have you got next
1: Next, we are going to talk about the position battle for the backup quarterback spot between Cole McDonald and Logan Woodside.
0: Let me start this off by saying I am a big Cole McDonald fan.
1: And we have actually hit on this before in one of our previous podcasts. With
0: Mr. Titan when we had him on. Yeah,
1: and all three of us were big on Cole McDonald. We think that he is going to get the backup quarterback Spot. And, you know, I believe it was Mr. Titan that mentioned how, you know, Cole McDonald, his play style, his size, everything is closer to Tannehill's than Woodside's is, which means the offense, if for some reason something were to happen, Tannehill go down or be out, McDonald could plug in and the offensive scheme wouldn't have to change.
0: Yeah. And, and so obviously, you know, everyone knows that we're gonna we're fixing to go with Cole McDonald. Um, but let's expand on this for a minute. Let's talk about Logan Woodside. For me, uh, you know, I don't necessarily feel comfortable with Logan Woodside as a backup quarterback. Um, I think he came from like the AAF or something like that. Um, I don't mind him being on the roster, but give me McDonald as the backup. I honestly don't feel like he has an NFL arm. I may be wrong on this. Just to be completely honest, I I don't, I'm not a Logan Woodside expert, but in my personal opinion, not a Logan Woodside fan at all. I just, I think that Cole McDonald has a better arm, and I think that he is more of a risk taker at quarterback, and that's kind of what I want to see for my backup quarterback. I don't want someone that's going to come in kind of like Blaine Gabbert or many other backup quarterbacks that the Titans have had that comes in and is just kind of a game manager and really doesn't provide spark as a backup quarterback. If my backup quarterback has to come in, honestly, I want him to be make or break. I don't want it to be a safe... I mean, not not necessarily saying a safe play, but just someone that's going to come in and make little dink and dunk passes. I want someone... You want someone
1: who's actually going to take some chances, believe in their arm, believe that they deserve to be there, and are going to try and make plays when they come in. Yes,
0: I don't want to see a million checkdowns. I want someone that's going to go out there and, like you said, try to run the same offense as Tannehill and not miss a beat. It may not work out, but, you know, just go for it. Don't just be throwing checkdowns, a little dink and duck passes. But anyways, that is my thoughts on Logan Woodside. Uh, I don't. We haven't discussed this before. I don't really know where you stand on Logan Woodside. Uh, so I'm kind of interested to hear this. I don't know if you even know much about Woodside, obviously because Tannehill was the backup quarterback last year. And I don't remember if we had him as a third string or on the practice squad. But there just really is not much to know about Logan Woodside.
1: Yeah, I don't know just too much about him. Um, I do feel like, out of the two, though, that Cole McDonald does have the bigger arm. That is one thing that I am pretty sure of. So, my opinion on what I want from a backup quarterback is a little bit different from yours. I don't want someone who's going to necessarily come into the game and go crazy, always trying to throw like the deep ball or make the big play. I am fine with some check downs and getting into the rhythm of the offense, but. McDonald has the big arm, and I feel like if he gets that backup job, he can come in, hit some of those checkdowns, but then when the time calls for it, he also has the arm to throw that deep ball and give us a chance. So
0: I want Jameis Winston with before eye surgery, guns blazing down the field, no checkdowns, no passes under 20 yards. If Ryan Tannehill goes down, I still want to be interested in the rest of the season. I want bombs.
1: Bombs. So you want 30 touchdowns, but also 30 interceptions to go along with that. Listen,
0: that is that is the kind of player that Cole McDonald is. Uh, they might change that a bit uh, before time for the season comes. But And I'm, I don't know how many interceptions he threw in college, but... He is a player that will make some bad decisions. He's been known to do that, and I'm okay with that because I think he's really talented, and without him taking those chances, he can't reach his full potential.
1: Well, we have seen cases before where a guy can come in with a big arm and try and force the ball into situations where he probably shouldn't. One name that comes to my mind is Brett Favre. He was a gunslinger. I mean, he would put passes in places where they should not be.
0: And it would work out for him. Sometimes. Not everybody could do that, though. And I'm not saying specifically that Cole McDonald can do that. Right. But, I mean, if Ryan Tannehill goes down, I want to see him try.
1: Yeah, I'm not saying that he can do that either. But I'm saying that I get where you're coming from of wanting a guy who's going to take these chances. And like I said, I'm fine with some of these chances, but I feel like, the having mcdonald as the backup and him being similar to Tannehill, that means that the offense doesn't really have to change much when he comes in as far as scheme wise things like that that's problems that we've run into in the past of the play style of the starting quarterback and the backup quarterback is so different that it messes up the rhythm of the offense when they come in
0: And realistically, if Tannehill were to go down, uh, say Cole McDonald was the backup and he does come in, you know what we're going to do. We're going to hand the ball to Derrick Henry, hand the ball to Darrington Evans. We're going to do that repetitively and religiously. And then we're going to run play actions. We're going to, you know, and we'll still run our fair share of, you know, deep passes, short passes, but not, I mean, We're still just going to be feeding Derrick Henry all game long.
1: Right. It's not like they are going to, if a backup quarterback does have to come in, they're not going to be asked to necessarily throw.
0: Do what Tannehill does.
1: Well, well, not even that. They're not going to be asked to throw 25, 30 passes in a game like you said. exactly. They're going to be handing the ball to Derrick Henry, Evans, working the run game, doing play-action passes, you know, And on those play-action passes, guys can come open deep, and that's where McDonald's arm could pay off on hitting that deep ball. And you know, they're going to have the run game to fall back on, and all we need is a backup quarterback who can make the throws on those play-actions. Bold that's-
0: prediction. Cole McDonald is Ryan Tannehill's predecessor in two to three years. What do you think about that?
1: I say I'm going to see how the next couple of years go first. Well,
0: that's not necessarily a bold prediction if you're waiting to see how it goes.
1: Well, if people want to know some of our bold predictions, they can go back to one of our previous uh, episodes of the podcast. That one, that's your bold prediction. That can be added to your bold predictions there. I need to see a little bit from McDonald and the preseason. In
0: two to three years, that will be one of the worst takes alive, like ever. Um, What I do want to say is that you should check us out on Twitter at Titans underscore Time. Check out our Instagram, Titans Time Podcast, and check out our website, Titanstimepodcast.com. We have weekly articles on there, but probably like three or four a week. And, uh, you know, we work really hard at that. So we like to see the numbers grow on there as well.
1: Also, check out our YouTube. We only have a couple videos up right now. We're going to try and start getting more out there for you. You know, guys, there's just not a lot going on right now. So we are scratching and clawing trying to find any content that y'all might want to hear. And, you know, we're just not having enough to do the podcast and YouTube videos right now.
0: Uh, exactly and one more thing that i want to say uh, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast like i said earlier uh, and share it with a friend because we do want to see this continue to grow Uh, we want to see it grow exponentially from here uh, because we really do enjoy doing it Uh, not planning on stopping for any time in the near future
1: go ahead leave us that five star rating leave us some comments let us know how we're doing anything y'all might be interested in hearing. Like I said, there's not just a whole lot going on right now, and we want to make sure that we're putting out content that you guys want to hear.
0: This episode has been a bit different than a few or than most of our other episodes. Uh, usually we record on Saturday, we post on Saturday. Uh, this week, to continue posting every week and to continue posting on Saturdays, we are recording on a Thursday and we'll be posting it on a Saturday. Uh, so if for some reason Jadavion Clowny News breaks tomorrow... Uh, that's why we tomorrow as in friday that's why we aren't covering it on the quote saturday podcast Um, so that would be the reason for that Uh, but like i said we wanted to keep posting on
1: saturdays and we did definitely didn't want to miss a week with that being said this has been titan's time and as always titan up